to all the listeners and my fellow app geeks. As we begin the second episode of Airworthy Talks, we have with us the very dynamic Rakesh Dannarapu, the author of One Not One Flying Secrets, probably the only manual for flying passengers. Now, Rakesh has been on this enriching voyage in aviation that includes everything, starting from aircraft engineering, pilot training, safety management, and most recently, authoring a book. Rakesh has further reached more than 1,000 plus budding high school students through his aviation talks that has helped explore all potential work opportunities in aviation. I am so excited to begin this podcast right away. Very good evening to all our listeners around the world. Very good evening, Rakesh. Welcome to the second episode of Airworthy Talks with Udan Aviation Academy. We are glad to have you with us. How are you doing today? Hi, Shubhashish. Thank you for having me on the podcast. And uh, this is my first. And uh, I really hope to reach out a larger audience through your medium, as well as all the aviation geeks that are, that are out there who are listening to different sorts of podcasts. I'm doing really great. And how about you? Just, just doing fine in this uh, pandemic. We are currently riding the second wave. But, you know, the, the best thing about this pandemic is that it has opened the world of horizon as to how we communicate as, as persons with each other. And one of the mediums uh, through which we are currently sort of uh, speaking with each other and also will be connected with our viewers is via The Voice, which is the podcast. And uh, that is where, you know, we would like to sort of hear more from you as an individual. So Rakesh, you know, just, just talk me through about your journey, because as I read more and more about you on the internet, I get more and more fascinated. So from an aviation guy to now a book author, just, just walk me through what is your journey. I think uh, to start with, uh, I have to say that my journey in aviation has been one with a lot of turbulences. And I think that is what keeps everyone alive and even the journey alive as well. So it started off uh, in my early childhood days when I was in my schooling. When I came back home, there was a lot of things that people would do. You know, most of the children of my age group would either watch uh, different sorts of cartoons or movies. But then I was completely addicted into different engineering shows or air crash investigations and all of that kind of series on uh, National Geographic Channel and Discovery Channels. And from there it started, it, that is where it all began. And then my personal interest into this matter of aviation started then. And then when a point came in my life where I had to choose a different uh, a path for myself in terms of education, somehow there was a innate feeling within myself that said, you know, if I have to do anything, it has to be with aviation. And that is how I picked up my mathematics, physics and chemistry in my plus one and plus two. I pursued that and then I only appeared for institutions that held different courses within aviation alone. So I wrote my competitive exams in different private and government uh, colleges and then I aerospace engineering at the SRM University in Chennai. And after securing my position at SRM University in Chennai, my four years of aviation aerospace journey started and it was completely technical and you know it was I mean, really tough to go through that. And after that thing, you know, my, my objective was always to get into piloting after that. And I got into Asia Pacific flight training. So that is where a twist of fate actually happened when I was transitioning from my engineering bachelor's into my piloting career. I had a small health issue for which, you know, I was misdiagnosed and it was followed by a subsequently unnecessary surgery, I must say. And after that, my, my complete life took a 
had upside down approach. So I started out with my Asia Pacific flight training after my surgery. I completed 950 hours of my training as a commercial pilot on ground training. And when I was actually appearing for a class one and class two medicals, the surgeon who actually performed the surgery on me, he was refusing to give me a cure certificate, which was pretty much important for me to uh, get through my class one and class two. It's kind of uh, puzzling that, you know, he promised that he would give me a cure certificate before the surgery, knowing that, you know, I'm getting into aviation as well. But things didn't work out. And then after getting to that point of stage in my piloting career, then I had to stop by because I couldn't proceed further. But I knew, uh, despite the setback there, uh, that I'm, I'm still associated with aviation. And if at all, if I'm doing anything in my life, it is aviation itself. So having that determination, I pursued my master's in aviation, specializing in safety risk management and airworthiness at Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology in Australia, Melbourne. And uh, it was a epic journey to be frank uh, because the world of aviation started opening up when I actually went there for my master's. And during that certain period of two years when I was pursuing my master's, there was a three months break that I came across. And that is when I actually decided to come back to India for a break. And I was thinking, what do I do then? Because during my bachelor's, whenever I used to get a one month break time, I used to go out there into the industry, ask my father's help in kind, of, in kind of getting some kind of connections in the industry and fetching an internship for myself and putting myself into that shoes of different person. You know, for example, an aircraft maintenance engineer or a design engineer or something like that. And I had all such sort of experiences. But right now I was craving for a different experience. And that is when the idea of writing a book actually came through. And uh, within that first three months period of time, I scripted my first manuscript. It was a full-time job starting from 9 a.m. until 9 p.m. in the night. And uh, after endless amount of coffees and all of that, the first manuscript came through. And then I moved back to Australia, continued my education. And while I was continuing my education, the pre-publishing work of the book happened. And uh, so after, you know, three months of writing and then six months of pre-publishing, after a total of nine months, I have my baby, my book out right now. Um, right. So the one one Flying Secrets actually came into the market in 2019 when I was a 23-year-old student back then. So that was my journey uh, with the aviation. Wow, really, really exciting and inspiring at the same time. I can see there is so much of diversity which you have gone through within the facets of aviation industry. So right from engineering to flying to later on safety, and within that, you have sort of transformed yourself as an author at the same time as well. I mean, I would like to talk more about your book, but I would rather sort of save it for the later part. But, you know, it's something which, which we all have as, uh, you know, app geeks in us, that there is this source of passion and source of inspiration within us, which drives us to excel within the industry no matter how tough the situation is and no matter how harsh the situation is. Like what I can see in your case is that um, I'm sure that it will be quite heartbreaking for you when, when you didn't got that class two medical certificate cleared. That might be really heartbreaking for you, but you didn't give up. You actually went on to sort of explore the other facets of aviation industry. And here you are hitting the roof with, with practically uh, plethora of experiences within the aviation industry and that is something which I also would like to tell all our listeners that giving up is not an option in aviation. When, whenever you are married in aviation, it's like uh, marrying a wife and there is no divorce in aviation. You, you cannot go to you know, someone else. It's, that is how it is. 
and you had various experiences obviously so far in the aviation industry but one of the important experience which i would like to sort of ask you is your flying experience so what was your first flying experience we all flew i still remember my first flight as a child so what was your memory i think the first flying experience is one of the most unforgettable experiences that you'll ever have in your life i think the very uh, situation that my father said we are going to uh, x place on an aircraft and i'm booking the tickets for it was itself a situation where you know i had to go and tell everyone that you know i'm traveling in an aircraft in in few days to come so i think it was back in my 6th grade or 7th grade when i actually took my flight first back then uh, all the tickets airline tickets used to look like a checkbook and uh, right. yes that's right multiple pages and all of them and uh, it was back back in those days it was a time when they used to give you a lot of goodies chocolates toys and most importantly uh, people would actually recollect the kingfisher airlines uh, earphones as well right. so a lot of such stuff and every passenger back then felt like a, a premium passenger a passenger right. who's entitled to a lot of comforts because of the uh, full service carrier mentality that was predominant in india and other parts of the country as well but later on you know as things started uh, going towards the lcc model the low cost carrier model things started uh, becoming completely different this works well on the aircraft revenue management systems but it becomes a hassle for the customer so we are here right now but then back in those days on my first experience the gravity defying take off to the kiss perfect touchdown those are the sort of things that no one can actually forget right you talked about revenue management and that is what something which makes the bread and butter for airlines around the world so there is this general quote saying that love is in the air but for uh, <laughs> revenue managers it is love is in the fair that is that is how <laughs> that is how they see it Uh, right and and you talked about you know flying when you were in your 6th grade i'm sure that when i was in my 6th grade flying was um like an uh, like a very posh experience within itself we used to like dress very formally before flying because it was considered to be um like a like in luxury. those days it was considered to be a absolutely right it was a luxury and we all like uh, dressed like we are we are going out on a meeting and then that's how it is but flying from the early 2000s to what it is it has absolutely turned upside down you mentioned about lccs coming into picture airlines like indigo spicejet goair they have democratized air travel in india yep. but with growing number of these airlines it's a good thing that with this growing number of flights we have got growing number of first time flyers as well in india but yep. with that comes the fear factor within them uh you know people are still uh, scared of flying or people are not aware about the different facets of flying so what problems do you think that uh, people nowadays face when they are flying i think uh, that's absolutely right subhashish because um, with the introduction of the udan regional connectivity scheme in india a population which was looking at different modes of travel apart from air travel is now looking up to the skies and looking up to connecting towards different tier 1 tier 2 tier 3 cities as well so when you have the first time flyer coming in the biggest factor that becomes uh, here that, that comes into play is the general passenger etiquette the general etiquette for example let us talk about deboarding of an aircraft per se once the aircraft stops everyone starts rushing out in india everyone starts rushing but nobody knows why they are rushing 
absolutely that yeah. is one factor that i predominantly see all the time when i fly and the second thing is you know a basic thing like when when the cabin crew ask you to put up the window shades of the aircraft open before a take off or before just landing people don't even comply with that thing so these are the small things that i always see as a problem i would rather say it's a cause of concern rather than a challenge um so that those are the two aspects i generally see as a passenger which are a cause of concern right it's equally because the first time flyer is not aware about how things are to be done i mean uh, one of the common elements which which i pick up while flying like you mentioned you know like about blind shades or the boarding deboarding part of the journey people are also confused like on certain aspects like whether or not they will be receiving a free meal on board because for us we are aware that it's a lcc so meal is not an option but <laughs> but people they generally see in the movies on and from there the first time flyer pick so you know what i have paid for the ticket and i have seen that in the sharukh khan movie that this beautiful air hostess was serving food on board and all of a sudden where is my food the guy next to me is eating but i am not getting a meal so these are again common things which i generally pick up as well and this is where a lot of enlightenment also needs to take place and this is where you actually come into the equation so you have you have actually written this virtual manual for flying passengers so where did you find this need of writing a manual or a sop for a flying passenger yeah here i would like to address why a manual kind of a thing is required for the passengers firstly we all know that you know being in aviation industry we all know that flying is a safety critical activity that is point number 1 and the second thing is millennials are a generation of 5w's and 1h they need to know what where when why who and how in order to comply with different sorts of regulations that come with air travel so that is point number 2 i mean uh, also being a part of the industry and having all sorts of exposure we all know that everything within aviation fun- functions in accordance to standard operating procedures or man- manuals or guidelines and all of that but when you see in the entire history of commercial aviation every organization has some of the other sort of a book or a checklist for technical aspects of flying or operations but no one has put up a, a passenger friendly version of that in order for passengers to have the know how of flying because once they start knowing the reason behind why something is done that is when the compliance would actually improve only when a person knows that you know if they don't wear a helmet and drive on the road they might get hit by something and they might be dying out of a severe head injury only then will they actually wear a helmet despite that a few people in india don't wear it because that is how the safety culture here is unfortunately yeah. this kind of a safety culture also becomes contagious and passes into different sorts of professions as well so that is another aspect of it and uh, lastly i i mean the very premise of writing this book called one out point flying secrets comes from the fact that uh, a informed passenger a well educated passenger is always a safety asset for any airline because lower the number of unruly passengers the better the safer and the efficient the operations of an airline is so that is the premise on which this book is based on right absolutely right and talking about a couple of etiquettes specifically yes. in this pandemic we see dtca making strict regulations about people who are not wearing mask on board or uh, you know not not wearing um, the uh, shield which has been given to them um, yes. this actually comes from the day to day habits which we pick up 
or which passengers generally pick up if they are not aware to sort of take care of that while they are in a social um gathering or while they are in public places they tend to reflect the same out there so these etiquettes which you have sort of discussed now and also in your book is greatly important i feel the same but why can't you just go and tell people about you know what these are the etiquettes you need to follow or you can just make a video and just tell the world that you know what these um, sops you need to follow sopa you make sure you board properly put down your seat belts properly and so on and so forth why a book why a book rakesh i think um, if if videos could actually solve everything then i think we would have videos of all sorts but unfortunately people don't want to be lectured rather people uh, people have to be uh, i mean it's like it should be a involving exercise for them as well it should be both uh, information as well as entertainment and infotainment kind of a thing so that's the reason why this book comes into play it's not just for informing passengers but it is also informing and entertaining passengers i'll i'll tell you how because the question i mean the book explores questions like you know if aircrafts are actually safe why do we even wear seat belts why do we always see aircrafts painted white in color or you know uh, what is an air- airport curfew so this book comes in a coffee table format exploring all such different questions that boggle a passenger at the airport or in an aircraft with a question and an answer format with that on the left hand side you always have uh, imagery which is relevant to the question so what i have done with this book is that you know keeping the magnitude of aviation in mind i put up videos embedded in a qr code so that when actually passengers go through this demystified explanation of uh, that question there they can scan the qr code they can virtually go and watch that video live and that is when they actually start getting the feel first hand feel of what aviation is or what things happen behind the screen within the av- aviation operations so that is where this book comes in and the price point of this book is way less than a flight ticket so you know right. essentially a passenger when purchasing this book which is less than a average flight ticket gets to know what a passenger actually needs to know about aviation this also helps them understand and appreciate aviation in a different way so that was the intention why we had to come up with a book because book is an eternal thing no right. matter how many ever kindles podcasts anything comes up there is a possibility for that to die out because you know if you run out of battery you can't hear that but right. in, in case of a book it never dies right it keeps getting passed on and that's how the knowledge is transmitted to the, the people as well so right. that's the, the whole idea absolutely right and the tangible feeling of you holding a book and reading what is to be done and what not is to be done is actually much better and you have actually addressed the thing in the rightful manner if you look at the attention span of current generations it's yeah. into seconds and That's that is equally evident when we read as well so when you have put infotainment in it when you have put qr codes which talks about oh you know what this is what i'm reading and this is what it is to be done it sort of makes the book much more entertaining so a very wonderful thing which you have done out there yeah. now i was just picking on you mentioned about you have written a lot of secrets in your book you know your book itself says 101 flying secrets now to our viewers you know listening currently to us what is that one secret would you like to share to all our listeners now what is that one flying secret which you want to share i think i would be rather interested in sharing two uh, than one itself yeah so the first things first uh, whenever i ask anyone which country do they think has the highest amount of female pilots in the world 
everyone goes out uh, naming first world countries like USA or UK. But unfortunately, those are the countries that are way behind India because India takes the number one position in having the highest amount of female aviatrices in the world. So that's a secret that actually not many people know. And uh, that's, that's a beautiful thing for our country to have as well. And secondly, aircraft has so many seats, but uh, everyone is wondering which is the safest seat in an aircraft. Right. Definitely with no amount of certainty, can you pinpoint at one seat and say this is the best and the safest seat? But apart from that, you know, there has been a lot of research that has been gone into this thing. People have actually done experimental crashes and they have actually verified information that, you know, when a person sits in the last aisles of the, I mean, the aft, aft part of the aircraft or the tail part of the aircraft and takes up a middle seat instead of an aisle or a window, the chances of him surviving a deadly crash and walking away from the crash without any serious injuries is higher compared to any other person. So this is another secret, you know, just in case if you're about to book a flight ticket, always aim for the tail end of the aircraft and go for a middle seat instead of an aisle or a window seat. That is what I would like to inform all the listeners of the podcast. Wow, that's like really eye-opening because that's the least entertaining seat which you want to have, right? In the aft <laughs> section of the aircraft and that in the middle seat. And but if, if you, you want to bolster, bolster your survivability of a crash, you know, when your luck is completely out of the thing, then I think that's the perfect seat. Absolutely. And if you look at low-cost airlines, that's the seat which is, you know, always free for to take. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> so, right. So this is something, so it's safety with not much burden on your pocket. You can absolutely get it for free if you're flying with any airline. That's a very good secret. And to all our viewers listening to it now, uh, Rakesh has told about two secrets. The remaining 99 is something which you need to go out and read the book and sort of explore it more and more. Talking about safety, it's equally important that, uh, you know, like an aircraft maintenance engineer makes the aircraft airworthy and makes it fit for flying. Similarly, for our fellow AVGs and the upcoming generation of aviation students or currently for students who are working in the industry, what, according to you, can make them airworthy within the aviation industry? I think when we talk about the very aspect called airworthiness, in a technical manner, when we talk about airworthiness of an aircraft, it is basically three different parts. When the configuration, the role, and the environment of operation of the aircraft changes, that is when the question of airworthiness of an aircraft kicks in. So if I have to draw a tangent and uh, give three different pointers with regards to what makes a person airworthy, I would definitely say this all the time. The first one being in aviation, it's never the load that breaks something down. It is how you carry it. When you look at the aircraft, how big it is, and you know, when you look at A380, it's hard to believe that such a metal bird even flies. But it's not the load that is breaking down the aircraft, but you know, it's how you handle the load. And that's the first thing that I would say. So life is always overwhelming. And the most important part is to look through the secret order in, in the chaos of life. And that is one thing which I would say. Secondly, in aviation, one simply cannot give up. That is how aviation is built. Just imagine your pilot uh, announcing, ladies and gentlemen, there is an emergency on board the aircraft. I'm unable to mitigate it. I give up. How do you even feel hearing such kind of a thing? So therefore, you know, it is important to understand that a complaining mind is never peaceful and never a part of a solution. 
So that is the second aspect that I would like to share with the listeners. And the third aspect being aviation is full of black swan events, you know, just like we had a global crisis shut down and then we have a lot of groundings of aircraft due to the pandemic and all such kind of things. This is a, a frequent occurrence that keeps happening every now and then in aviation. So that is not a big thing, but uh, it is important for one to remember that, you know, they have to be persistent enough to actually tear through the odds that they naturally come across in their journey in aviation, just like an aircraft does when, you know, it is passing through the sound barrier. It is actually breaking the sound barrier and going to higher speeds like supersonic and hypersonic so you know you have to be persistent enough if you want to go higher achieve higher and uh, this will also give a person their own space within their profession and it also gives them a proper expression so there is no manner in which a pilot or a engineer has to perform his duties but once you know with that kind of a determination he breaks through all the odds that that come up uh, that he comes across in his career he finds his own expression for example, there is a there is a recent uh, SpiceJet video that was being circulated on the internet. So here the pilot actually makes a funny announcement, funny passenger announcement before the flight takes off. Where does this thing come from? You know, when when you love your job and you're going to you're willing to go to any extent, that is where things like this come up. And uh, I think these are the three important aspects that I would always suggest anyone if they have to be airworthy. Absolutely. Can't agree more to that, uh, Rakesh. And definitely, it's an industry which demands you to be resilient. It's an industry which demands you to cope up with the uh, dynamics of it. You know, it's, it's pandemic. It's all of a sudden there is a volcano which has erupted or there is a tsunami somewhere. There is a war somewhere. This industry modifies itself, you know, morphs itself uh, depending on the situation. And it has come out very, from very huge crisis previously. And pandemic is no different. And I'm sure to all our viewers, to all our listeners, you might be sort of upset with what has been going now currently with this pandemic. But it is just a matter of time. I mean, Rakesh, you yourself have got so many destinations to sort of travel or unfulfilled travel wishes in the last year or so. And moment we get an opportunity, we'll be out. I'm sure that you'll have a couple of them, yeah. I think as I previously explained uh, during the introduction of uh, my part in this podcast, I said my, my journey in aviation has been one of numerous turbulences. To add to this thing, when, I, when my dream of becoming a pilot shattered actually, and I chose to go to Australia to do my master's, I was su suffering from depression. But despite suffering from depression and being treated for it, I broke through that setback with this book. And after breaking through that setback and finishing my master's, that is when I actually secured a job as a reliability engineer with Jetstar Airlines, which is a subsidiary of Qantas. But again, once I was offered that job, the pandemic came in. So you see how life plays along, right? Despite all the odds right now, after even having an offer, I'm unable to do my job. So the offer is put on hold. I'm here. I'm trying to spread the message of aviation. So this is how you build up resistance. And this is how aviation is all about. If you're determined and if you stick like a stamp on, on the envelope, you just uh, reach the destination where you're meant to be. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And definitely it's about thinking positive, thinking that good things will happen to you. And it's about acting in a way in which you don't let yourself down. You always keep on looking to do things within the industry itself so that you are not breaking the link with the industry and also with yourself. Rakesh, brilliant, brilliant talk so far, but let's make it much more spicy or rather I'll say, let me make it much more difficult for you. So 
as a part of what we do in our airworthy talks we do what is called as a rapid fire and i'll be asking you you know a couple of questions there is no explanation to it you just have to sort of select which one you like and which one you don't so talking about flying itself my first question to you is would you rather prefer to fly with a low cost airline or with a full service airline in the domestic market no doubt i'll go with a full service airline okay so you like <laughs> the meals and all the luxuries on board absolutely yes. right right the second question is for a true abgi there is this year long dilemma and decades of tussle between the two major manufacturers so which one will you choose boeing or airbus um blindly airbus <laughs> yeah. yeah so you are an airbus guy yeah, right people, people would be surprised that i'm i'm not going with boeing but then uh, for me i think it's a, it, it it has always been airbus for me right so the next one is quite futuristic so if given the opportunity would you like to fly in an ai driven pilotless aircraft absolutely absolutely i mean see if we wouldn't have believed computers for what they have done we wouldn't have been here with this current aviation so i think we have to trust the technology that's upcoming and i would definitely go with it right so you know unmanned flying is something which you are okay with right absolutely. that's that's good to hear the next question is on the technology itself and uh, the brand which you not so like that much boeing If if given a chance to fly on their seven three seven Maxes again, would you fly or not? Oh, definitely. I think uh, it was a. I, I would definitely fly without any doubt. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, right. So MCAS is is not an issue for you. It is something which you think. No, I think. Is, it, I think it's it's corrected. I think it's well corrected right now. So no problems with that. Right. So think that you are like hungry as hell. You have ordered your food. what method of delivery would you like to sort of receive your food a drone delivery is okay for you or would you like to still have that human touch ringing that bell and you collecting it from the so drone delivery or human based delivery i think i would still go with the human based delivery you know uh, that kind of an interaction is pretty much important that is what i feel yeah. exactly and and it creates a lot of jobs at this time <laughs> <laughs> no doubt man no doubt Yeah. Right, and last one, I'll uh, put you into a bit of spot out here. So, is it reading a book or watching Netflix? I think it for me it has always been reading a book because a lot of my friends keep asking me, "Have you watched this series or that series?" But unfortunately, I don't catch up with different series on Netflix, so I catch up with my books. Uh, so it's books always. That's that's a true uh, reader in, in, in for sure. <laughs> Right. So, talking about uh, reading, where would all our listeners and all our viewers can read your book? What are the platforms to which your book is available? I think I am really glad to inform this to all the listeners out there. One Not One Flying Secrets is available as a hardbound copy across the entire world through Amazon in India, through Flipkart, through eBay, through different Kindle versions, Kobo Books, and all of that, and even on my publisher's website called NotionPress.com. so you can definitely go and see there my book is always trending in the top 20s within the food traveling and lodging category on amazon so over the pandemic time a lot of people have gone ahead and chosen to sit and fly instead of go and sit in aircraft and fly right. so i definitely hope people pick up the book and make themselves aware of different facets and interesting information about aviation Absolutely thank you thank you Rakesh uh, so much it was an excellent conversation with you like 
always you know i have spoken to you you know previously to this podcast and it is always uh, feels great to speak with you because you you come with a lot of inspiration as an individual just through your journey what you has gone through and now you want to sort of share your experience um not only to the fellow athletes but to the common traveler as well so thank you rakesh you are doing a very wonderful job enlightening people within the aviation and also in the greater facets of life it has been an absolute pleasure to have this podcast with you thank you so much for being on the show thank you thank you so much subhashish thank you for hosting me and uh, i definitely wish you all and all your endeavors happy landings and tailwinds and uh, i definitely hope to interact with so many other uh, podcast listeners in time to come thank you so much thanks for listening patiently we hope this podcast have added value to your time with us with a lot of great content on the lineup be sure that you have already followed us for more exciting content and ground breaking certificate programs head over to udanaviationacademy.com thank you